I would photograph landscape, I would photograph spaces inside, um, and then eventually in the spaces I got more and more interested in the objects that were living in the spaces and how they could be um, either a trace of the person who was inhabiting that space or a purely functional thing that would take on this other aspect that was kind of peculiar. I think that choosing to be an artist is like... It's like, it's pretty political as a choice and as something that you want to do because you believe that it is important and that is important for reasons that are beyond your own personal necessity or satisfaction or, you know, ideas. I, th I think that's pretty political. For this episode of Art Talks Montreal, I spoke with photographer Celia Perrin Sedaris. Hi, Celia. Hi. <laughs> You're a photographer, but you mainly take pictures of objects. Not all the time, but that's a large part of your practice. Could you tell me how that came to be? <laughs> well, I, I mean, my practice has shifted in the past maybe two years or so. I was always photographing objects, except I was doing it from a strange distance mm -hmm. before I started working in a studio. How that came to be, I mean, I've been taking photographs since I was 16, and, you know, when you start, and, like, it wasn't a very serious thing back then, it was more, much more of a, like, a thing that I did on the side. But, you know, when you start doing photography, you take photographs of your friends, and you take, but eventually it just kind of drifted toward, towards more, like, spaces. I was interested in the spaces that people would live in, and, like, some of the really early... Uh, photography projects while I was learning black and white, yeah. um, which was still taught that way. <laughs> when I was learning photography now, they don't do it the same way. But did you learn it in CJAP? I did learn it in CJAP. Okay. I I mean I, I learned it. I learned the basics in high school because we had an art class. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did some in CJAP while I was studying cinema. Okay. Um, so I was much more interested in spaces at that time, and then eventually, I got into university in photography, and then. My first project, I would photograph landscape, I would photograph spaces inside, um, and then eventually in the spaces I got more and more interested in the objects that were living in the spaces and how they could be um, either a trace of the person who was inhabiting that space or a purely functional thing that would take on this other aspect that was kind of peculiar. Um, I guess that's how it came to be, but it, it, I mean, it became like a real... Um, like a main concern for me too but I think it has a lot to do with the way that I look well what you see it mm. sounds as though it's not just an object mm -mm. not that I think that no, it is no. but that it, it to use a signifier of all of these other things and it holds them within mm -hmm. it sometimes I feel as though photos don't exist because they over exist because we're totally saturated with them mm -hmm. every day all the time um I mean, and people have talked about this, but how they've become unreliable and they've lost their function as the documentation and truth-telling. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole line mm -hmm. of thought. Um, and what I like about your work is it feels like you're trying to find new ways and new forms and maybe even new combinations of um, mediums to reveal images. So there's so much more behind them. So mm -hmm. when we're looking, yeah, maybe you could talk about what do you see before you take a photograph and, and what is it you're trying to show? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I can talk about what, I, what I'm doing now. What I'm doing now is setting things up in a studio and then I take a photograph of, of the um, arrangement or the assemblage. or the. Yeah. Um, so there's several steps before getting to kind of that action. Um, there's a lot of collecting 
of objects. There's a lot of bringing things from the outside world into this space of the studio that's more of an intimate space for me. Mm-hmm. It's not a domestic space. Uh, it's <laughs> the space to which I go to to look at objects, pretty much. Um, and then there's a lot of... Uh, well, there's, there is a lot of looking. Like, before the photograph is taken, there's a lot of, like, consideration for um, what these things are, what they can be, what they have been. There's an aspect of, like, found object in, in the work, for sure. So there's a lot of speculation also, because a lot of those uh, objects that I photograph, I've, I haven't owned them. So they are mysterious in the same way that seeing them. There, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many questions. There's, there's a lot of questions, and it's... I. Um, I have several different kinds of collections, and I usually, I mean, from owning these things, they become some form of personal possession, but they're not, like, they don't have necessarily a lot to do with my own history, and that has, sorry, (laughs) no, and I mean, that has shifted also, because I've been photographing some of my old photographs that I've used as objects with the found objects. And I, I'm, I'm kind of undoing everything that I do all the time. Um, I don't know what that means like, as a strategy to produce Well, maybe you reach the end of work. a certain point and then you needed to unravel it to do it again. Maybe, yeah. And, but there's also with the reusing of my of like older bodies of work, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's something really interesting that happens because I... I I'm looking at previous images that I've made with a different outlook and seeing how they speak to the images now. And then there's this weird kind of compression of time. But there's, I mean, I'm always, like, my interests are still the same. Like, there's still something that was there maybe, like, six years ago that is still in the images now. And that has a lot to do with color or shape or the type of object or... And whatever's going on takes on this other layer of history and an aspect mm-hmm. of experience almost mm-hmm. by being photographed again. Well, I mean, I think maybe to go back to your first question too, with like, how did I get interested in these things? There's like, um, it's like being able to look beyond what a thing is too. And that's, I, I mean, I don't know where that comes from for me personally necessarily, but it, um, it is a kind of a main kind of question that I have. Like I have a lot of questions in regards to how things exist in the world and why they're there and how they ended up <laughs> here or there instead of, you know, and kind of what they hold, but they're inanimate. So they have this thing that's very kind of inaccessible yeah. for us, which are not, it's like we're not inanimate, but there, there is something that like, lives in inanimate objects that I'm very, very interested in. And Do you feel like you're communicating with them or somehow um, revealing some aspect of them by taking pictures? I don't know if I'm succeeding at that, but that's like <laughs> I'm trying. I, I think, I mean, for me, there is something of that. There's something of trying to, and this is something I've said before. Like when you start working with these things in the studio or when I move them around, I try various combinations or I try to see like how this will look um next to this other object and what happens to scale and what happens to all these things and how it how it um appears for the camera is very different than how it appears for um just the human eye eye. yeah the eye or how it appears in reality or something that will look like very um you know something that can be very unassuming can take on this other life in the images but there's also this point in the studio where like the thing seems like it's talking back and is that only through the eye of the camera 
Um, yeah, pretty much. I, or that's that's my way of doing that. That's my way of accessing this kind of, you know, because it, it doesn't... Um, for a while, I was questioning my role a lot in that activity and being like, am I just, you know, make them, making them do what I want? Or is it more interesting to see what they can kind of do and it's yeah. like really difficult to talk about that because it can sound like really strange or wacky or you I, know well you you have sculptors will talk about mm-hmm. um having a big old piece of marble and then just digging and digging and digging until the image reveals itself yeah to you and it seems as though you're looking through yeah. the lens but you're putting yeah. the objects and just trying to work with them and work with them and work with them until until there's and i and that's also hard to talk about because it's so easy to say like oh the photographic moment or something and I'm really not interested in the photographic moment it it has it's something else completely it's like this real kind of trying to establish a dialogue mm-hmm. with your material basically and like your subject yeah. m- more like photographically with your subject and I mean that that's that's really difficult to do with an animate object it is it <laughs> is and it tells you um, when it's done that's how yeah, those things finish yeah and it's like it seems like a very very simple activity like moving these things collecting these things thinking about these things but there's just so much more that happens and to me the the thing that's the most interesting about that is what happens to the object in the photograph it's like what that space of the image like what exists in that space is Mm -hmm. what I'm after pretty much and that's why it's my medium is photography and not something else Drawing, <laughs> you know yeah. it's like it's uh, there's I think there's something like really really interesting in the material world that is there that is so easy to look like um overlook yeah um yeah so that's yeah. that's I think I chilled off. <laughs> no that's fine um, uh, maybe you could talk to me about sort of the the winding career path so we did meet mm-hmm. a few years ago you just came back from Finland I know that a few years or the year before that you were at Banff uh, yeah. You did your undergrad that, in art yeah. here at Concordia? Yeah, at Concordia. And so how do you make these decisions? What's what, Yeah, <laughs> how did you get to be where you are? Amazing um, photographer who shows quite, like, enough. You show yeah, a lot. Yeah, I've shown, I've shown And you've won awards and your work is in private collections. And um, you're, you're doing well. How did you get here? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, um, after, like, after my BFA, I decided that I wanted to take like a break from school. Like I didn't want to go and do my master's right away. And um, I have always wanted to travel. And, uh, and up until that point, I had never really... I actually had never taken a plane until the end of my BFA. Like I was 25. And um, I traveled a lot that year. <laughs> I, got to go, I got to go to like the south of France for like the photo festival there to, to attend. Like it was... Um, a student prize that I had won and then um, I knew that I wanted to do residencies so and I started to work in a gallery like I, I was working at Dazi Bao for two years like straight out of uh, the BFA so for those two years I was working there and then during the last year of my job at that gallery I was sending like dossiers everywhere you figured out how it works I was <laughs> well I was like I there was all these things that I was learning and all this like mm-hmm. you know I knew about artist run centers but then I was learning more about artist run centers yeah. and like the this you know larger network and things and I thought that if I could be able to travel with you know my practice that would be amazing and yeah. then that that happened and so but the first 
um, in 2010, I went to Banff, and then in 2011, I went to Finland. But I went to, like, the islands uh, in Toronto, like the... the Toronto Islands? Yes. Yeah. What is it? Uh, is Gibraltar. It Ar- uh, Gibraltar Port. Artscape. It's Artscape, the organization. Um, so I went there, and right after, I went to Banff, and that was amazing, because those were the first times I ever had studios. So that started to shift my practice, too. Um, having this space having the space and having the space that was your own space but that was also a space that was dedicated to making work and like as a photographer you can make work without a studio like that's there's a lot (laughs) you know so but then I could be doing photographs in this space and there's like a strong tradition of studio photographers of course but um, it wasn't exactly that that I wanted to do like it became um when I was in Banff, I was working on this project that was not unlike the one that I ended up doing in Finland. There was some similarities, but it was completely different. Um, I was working on this thing, but then on the side, there's all these things that were happening that were a lot more interesting than my original idea <laughs> I think that's the point of for that, that residency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, there's this one photograph that I took uh, during that residency, which was. Uh, I can describe it for you. Yeah, there is like a stack of like three logs that were cut at an angle. Yeah. So they made this kind of like slight zigzag shape. Um, and they were able to rest on top of one another. And yeah. when I had gathered these logs, I was like, oh, those are weird. They're like cut diagonally. Can I make them stand on each other? Um, and this happened over the course of like a week, this kind of um, arrangement. But there was the three logs. There was an orange on top of the log. Um, there was a box with like a bunch of stuff that we had used for... A performance with overhead projectors. There's a collage that I had made. There's like an image from um, that was from a picture book about. Uh, it was one of the Time Life um, like science series which I collect. Um, <laughs> and so there was that, and it was like I had the studio was organized in this like um, it was long. Yeah. This way, and there was skylights on the top. So the I, I always photograph with daylight, and that. That light situation was incredible. Like it was so the nicest light. Like so I had these objects, and I was like, moving them around, like while I was doing something else. I was yeah. just like this kind of like afterthought, and then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll photograph that, and I photographed it a few different ways, and then, um, and then I was having a show in Quebec City the following year. So like about a year after that residency in September, and I kept pulling that image out. Like I kept. It, it was, was speaking to you. In it some was way. speaking to me in some way, and it was integrated in this like um, constellation of like various images that I had taken like out in the world, and like hands and like mirrors and um, lone like alone objects in a frame, and and then but there was this like one image who was do, like the image was doing something very similar to like a group of fifteen other images. And but it was all encompassed in was, that one image. It was all encompassed. It was it, synthesized in some way. Exactly. And I mean, but it took it took like a good two years for me to decide to do that. So that was the jump. I mean, you're was, taking photographs yeah. of objects or of these things that spoke mm-hmm. to you, and then you figured mm-hmm. out that you can play within the frame to mm-hmm. find all of this yeah. or disjoint in, yeah, or, things in here. It's like instead of working like that that disjoint is like a good because instead of working in this like very fragmentary manner, which up to that point I was doing like I was kind of gathering things from you know from the world and from here and there and these things that would catch my eye that I would photograph them which um you know falls under like a more like 
documentary tradition of yeah. you know photography not like not reportage but like this kind of document more documentary practice um so i was you know doing these things where i would present in an exhibition like 60 images <laughs> <laughs> or like 30 or yeah. you know there, there's never like an image alone um and so now you feel comfortable doing something different I feel comfortable, like, there's all these things. And, and to me, too, when I was in Banff, like, one of the things that I had told myself is that I wanted to, like, see, like, what could be part of, like, a repertoire, or, like, yeah. how, like, what, you know, how could my language become more... You mean what could be part of a photographic repertoire? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what, um, like, in which manners could I be taking photographs and in which manners could I be working with these photographs. You wanted to know what you could do. Exactly. Like it was a, I mean, it was a really like super important residency for me because mm-hmm. I was able to figure out a lot of things in a very kind of short amount of time, but also in a very long span of time because there's this concentrated like time of the residency, but then that keeps resonating. Well, that's the point, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And But that, that really, like it was a good kind of group and yeah, it was... It was pretty amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I wanted to go back all the time. Um, well, where do you see yourself going? I don't. I guess you can't really predict what your work um, will do. But what would you like? You're doing your MFA. You're a yeah. TA. You're teaching classes. I'll be teaching a class next year. Um, right now, I'm just like working on finishing this degree, and then I just want to have more shows yeah! <laughs> and do more residencies. That's... But it's it's like because the, the shows are part of the practice also. Like for me. Um, exhibitions have been like a good way of figuring out ideas and of well you're not just producing the work and then hanging it on the wall like there's much more to it you're working right? through something as you set it exactly up. and um, that came very real like recently too um, with uh, like there was the ignition exhibition at the Bina mm-hmm. um, at the Bina Ellen Gallery uh, which is affiliated to the university and they have this show ignition every year that's um for master students there's a jury you apply and i applied with this project which was something that i had that, that i had been thinking about for a long time but didn't have the space or the means to do it necessarily yeah. so what i did is construct a structure um there was like a freestanding structure there was a wall like eight feet by 12 feet and it was an l shape so it was like this and like that yeah so it had like a platform also and it was a structure to present the photographs, so I wanted something specific to present the photographs that Wait, I was so showing. Wait, you applied with this idea? Yeah, and then. Um, and then you got it. And, and then, then I got it, and I was able to build this massive wall, wow. which was awesome. Where did you keep it? No, it's gone. We couldn't <laughs> keep it. Like we had. To, I mean, I had help from technicians at, at, from the gallery, like. Um, so instead of like you know me and some friends trying to build this in like a week and a half, it was done in like two days, wow. and it was great. Like I had really really good help, but we had to destroy it because it's you, well we couldn't move it. We had to build it on site, and you can't really reuse drywall. Like they kept, I think they kept all the beams and stuff, but I wasn't not there for the destruction. That's but in my mind, it's like a very romantic <laughs> destruction. Talk to me about living in Montreal. What are the benefits of living here after having done these residencies mm-hmm. everywhere? Um, well, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs of Montreal, so, and, I mean, Montreal is my home, pretty much. Yeah. But it it also feels like a good city to come back to. Like, for me, it's really important to leave <laughs> periodically. But it's, I'm, um, it's a really good place to be an artist because there's a lot of 
really good artists working here and there's yeah. this yeah. energy too that's important and because I mean I've always lived here but like from what I know things are a lot more expensive <laughs> elsewhere um, so it's like you it's possible for you to be here and have a studio yeah. and make art like as a thing to do you know it's it's not easy <laughs> and I think it's also possible to kind of be not necessarily a recluse but to stay in your studio and make your work or to choose to go out and engage with your community yeah. whatever that may be yeah and there's I mean there's a very strong community here and mm-hmm. it's nice because you get to you know see what other people are doing and 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 in a pretty um not immediate way but it's like the, it, it's not like it doesn't feel like this thing that's being made super far away and I think there's a lot of um I was in Oslo for like a, an exchange and I got to see like a lot of art, a lot. <laughs> and I got to travel around and stuff. And it became very clear to me that like really good art isn't just being made elsewhere. It's being made here too. Like Meaning you could compare and you saw the landscape and yeah, contenders. Yeah, of course. And like there's like, we have really, really good artists here. It's not yeah. like, but there's this thing and I don't know if it's here or if it's everywhere where you're like, oh, things are better elsewhere. But I don't think that's always true. There was that year, you know, when I went to Toronto, then I went to Banff, then like I was here for like four months, and then I went to Finland, and then I was here again, and I was leaving. So there was like, uh, it was a lot more hectic, and a lot, much more, yeah. And like, I was doing all these different things that required, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, brain, (laughs) and concentration, and like energy, but it was awesome. And I loved it. But it was, it didn't matter to me that it was less fixed like it was really nice to be able to be kind of nomadic for a little while but then when once that was all over it was really nice to come back to Montreal because it felt like home how but, did you know it was over uh I, I don't know I, it's <laughs> not really over <laughs> um I know I, I mean that's something that I want to keep doing it's just that then I decided that I wanted to do a, do a master's that's what happened. you know that's what happened so and but it's I mean home is an interesting idea because you can feel very comfortable there, but you can also feel too comfortable there, and it can become uh, somehow a bit oppressive. Mm-hmm. Like you need kind of fresh air, and the you need familiarization. You and that's I mean that def- I think that defamiliarization really hard to say um, is something that um, is really important to me if, with the residencies, and I and and it's like this concentrated amount of time that you're able to dedicate to this yeah you know and to and to your practice and there's not all these other obligations no distractions yeah. or yeah responsibilities that interfere mm-hmm. and but it's um it is like unfamiliar and it is uncomfortable but that's like in in a productive way and that's mm-hmm. that, that's something that I figured out pretty early like as soon as I was in Toronto I was like I should I this okay I'm doing the right thing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah this is important for me um how do you feel about the institutions, so not necessarily just the university, but the artist-run centers and the galleries, uh, the, the independent-run... Mm-hmm. Is that system working somehow for artists and with them? Or? Um, that, that would be like a whole other interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of things that have changed, too, over the years. Like, artist-run centers are not anymore what they were mm-hmm. at their inception and we're still pretty lucky to have the artist run centers and yeah. to have this thing that's not strictly based uh strictly based on you know if we were only here with commercial galleries it'd be like a whole different story like artist run centers are really really important and they add yeah yeah the, 
they change the landscape mm-hmm. of arts institutions in mm-hmm. the city. I mm-hmm. And I mean, it's good to have a variety of institutions, I think, or a variety of models mm-hmm. to work with. Yeah, um, to work through or to and, work in between. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, I think there's a lot. Uh, it's important. Like, it's important to have a variety. Yeah. You know, you have artist-run centers. You have the university galleries, several types. Yeah. <laughs> you have commercial galleries. You have yeah. the museum. Like, yeah. Um, it's like a... And you have private museums. You have public museums. Yeah, exactly. Museums, yeah. Very... It's like a, it's a peculiar ecosystem. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's also just funding, which is a whole, again, yeah, a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole conversation, thing. but it's a whole thing. Yeah. I feel like that's, well, learning to survive as an artist, either by getting, let's say, a skill, mm-hmm. like teaching that you can do mm-hmm. um, on, on the side or at the same time as your practice, mm-hmm. or learning to be a really good grant writer. Mm-hmm. Like that's almost fundamental. It's not only just yeah. showing shows and making good yeah. work, it's no. speaking about your work. Exactly. And, um, and I think it's it's funny because you have to wear many hats and you have to become like good at doing all these various different things. And if there's something like for grants, for example, like I didn't know how to write a grant before I was working at the gallery. And then when I was working at the gallery, I learned how to write a grant. Really? Because you and have to. Because you have to. And then, but you also, that there's a way to learn these things. Like they're not like mysterious. No. I mean, they seem like they are when you've never you know done them, but, but there's something that you can learn and there are tools for you. Yeah. Too, and the money is there and there's not that much of it but you should you know but learn how to get you it should learn how to get that money to because i mean we are lucky to have this granting system too like it's not the same in all countries it's but then it's not the same in all provinces no either. it's not even the same in all provinces but then you go somewhere like norway and like people are so well funded and you're like oh they're okay funded? funded sorry oh. they're very 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 well funded really? like they have but I mean, as that's artists. also as artists, but that's also like another story. And that creates its own set of problems, too. What are the problems that go with that? Um, I mean, it's really awesome that art, I mean, as a country, I think it's fantastic that they support their artists so much. And that shows like a real consideration for what it is to be an artist and how important it is mm-hmm. in like the grander scheme of things. And like, to me, that's something that lacks here. But then... Um, is having that respect or seeing the necessity of having yeah, art too? Yeah, absolutely. As, you know, as art as being as important as social services, for example. High five! <laughs> you know, but it's like, that was, and I thought that was incredible and amazing, but then people who've never left Norway, like, kind of take that for granted, yeah. which I thought was a problem, and I was like, you have no idea. There's a certain privilege in their relationship to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there was some really good artists, and then there's artists that were not really, you know, that they would get the same funding, and you're like, mm. so <laughs> it's like, I mean, you can argue for or against both yeah. systems, like, yeah. it's, I mean, I think it's important to ask a lot of questions in general but it's like in regards to those things too like what it means also is that there's a lot of artists whose work is really really good who are always kind of in competition with each other for the same money yeah and that's that's like that's difficult that's difficult for like something that you want to be like a community Mm -hmm. um and i mean i don't know yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to look about uh, to look at these things and there's a lot of reasons like to decide not to keep being an artist because there's like so many reasons to get discouraged. Well, I was going to say, but... uh, taking into account those mm-hmm. ways in which it can be discouraging to mm-hmm. be an artist or if you feel like you're almost pitted against your yeah. your colleagues to yeah. get to something, yeah. have, have you thought of ways in which to work around that? Or... Well, I mean, you have to, A, get over the fact that, you know, you are in, you know, in this weird 
competition that you didn't choose, you know, with your peers and your friends. And like, I think you have to get over that first and foremost, because that will stop you from making work. You, you're yeah. not going to want to keep doing this, yeah. basically. And I think um, how to work around it. It's like, I think you just have to choose like what is more important to you, you know, and um there's lots of reasons to get discouraged, but there's also like so many reasons to keep going because keep this is really art. so important. And mm -hmm. it, I mean, I know why this is important. And you'll get with conversations with people who are not part of the art world, who don't make art, who don't know artists, who are like, why is this important? And then I get really, really fired up in these yeah. in these situations because I'm like, it, like it is really important, and we're not like this is work. <laughs> this is like this is this is what I do for li like. Yeah for a living I'm not making a living yet <laughs> but yeah. it's like this is my life this it's is vital. it's vital and it's very important and not um I mean yeah it's like those things are hard to express to express uh and I'm not sure like how to how to say it exactly but it's like it's it's necessary like art is necessary and it is very very yeah. important and it's not just necessary to you as an artist no but within society it's... it's 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 important and it's not important to me as like a selfish pursuit it's important um like it's a it's a way to circulate ideas I it's believe... like it's it's a way to do so many things and it's not um you know i mean i, I don't have to convince you clearly no, <laughs> Um, but like you know what I mean, like um, it works with everything yeah. else that we do as a quote unquote society. Yeah, and it's like that's there's really scary stuff going on right now with like our own government, you know, mm -hmm. and how they don't see those things, and that's as necessary or yeah, important or yeah. worth funding. And that's extremely problematic. And same goes for our social services and like, yeah, yeah, you know. All, all the other things. So let's not talk about that. I know. <laughs> no, but no, we but have to. Or at we least have to. Have we be the platform no, we to have know to. That we're working from a point of mm -hmm. being fully aware of the system within which we're working. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's important, and I think it's important to um, be informed of yeah. how things work. Not even necessarily be overtly political. I think yeah. who who you are and yeah. how you look at the world and the conversations yeah. that you have outside of the direct frame yeah. of, of your practice yeah. influences the yeah. work in whatever way that it does is just by being a more open human being yeah. that yeah, it's yeah. read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, no, but it's um and or, I mean, I think that choosing to be an artist is like it's like it's pretty political as yeah. as a choice and as something that you want to do because you believe that it is important mm -hmm. and that is important for reasons that are beyond your own personal you know um necessity or satisfaction or you know ideas i th i think that's pretty political I, I think this is good. Yeah. We talked two years ago. And yeah. Hopefully, we'll speak again in like Yeah, years. well, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, yes, I would like that. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you. My name is Yania Lee, and you've been listening to an Art Talks Montreal conversation with photographer Celia Perrin Sedaris. The opening song was With a Snake with a Worm in Its Mouth by Subversive Intentions, and this is an improvised performance by Tanya Tagak. Mm -hmm. You can get in touch at arttalksmtl at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.